Chickity check yourself before you wreck yourself. Chickity check yourself before you wreck yourself. Uh, one, two. You're here with the screw. Bringing you the flu. Where's my dicks got gotta read? <laughs> You're listening to the screw. Why don't you do the fucking intro? Wait, we already have an intro. You just well, have to start Well, talking. we say hello usually. We're <laughs> oh. like, yo, what up? It's the screw with Felicia Rose and Ayla. Well, why don't you say it? Uh, uh, wow, that's a lot of pressure. Now I understand why you're like punting it this week. I just did it. Never mind. Hey, everybody. Thanks for fucking tuning in to another week of us talking about garbage. Speaking of garbage, my pussy. I went to the gynecologist. <gasps> and, you know, I, I do my wellness checkups of my puss on my own, typically, <laughs> in between... Uh, insurance of course you gotta make sure you're getting tested and stuff regularly however mm. my actual cavernous situation hadn't been uh how was it like the stalactites hadn't been excavated in a while <laughs> and um did the spelunker find anything to be concerned of uh no i don't think so i don't know oh, he cool. wasn't like ah! <laughs> 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 what is he eating my head <laughs> He also didn't find anything inside of me, so that was cool. <laughs> never know what could get left behind. <laughs> As the saying goes. Even just lighters <laughs> alone. I know, they're always in there. I really expected to be an archive. Yeah. No, it was cool. Um, I'll say this. The doctor's office definitely had pubes on the floor and somebody's fingernail. Um, the, uh, like, the waiting room and, like, the hallway into the actual rooms was clean as shit. It was, yeah. like, nice. It was fine. Everybody was super sweet there. Like, my doctors, everybody. But, like, the actual room itself was the dirtiest, filthiest room I've ever been in. And I've been in, like, you know, free clinics. Yeah. Lots of free clinics. And never have I ever been in a hospital that takes insurance that yeah. fucking had pubes. Like, or I'm not talking about, like, somebody had just been in there and like yeah. left a pew behind. I'm talking about like a like a valley of pubes and fucking a fingernail that harvested popped off my, during my, like my, speculum the, situation. The question I have is why is there a valley? Uh, what, what did you what did you refer to? I don't as? know. A fucking a uh, tunnel a, a of ca- pubes. A, a fucking why why are there why are there so many pubes? I don't know, but either even if it's just somebody's hair that's fallen out, either way that's not sanitary. No, no, right? I, like I, my my my. Yeah. My shoeless feet. Do you are think on the they floor. shaved somebody and forgot to clean it up? No, it didn't look like shaved pubes. Okay. It looked like fallen out, pu- like just you know how you know like, like somebody gave a good scratch. No, like you know, like, like your hair falls out of your head. If you have a lot of pubes, I'm assuming you lose pubes here and there. And some people, pro- you know, somebody probably lost a pube or two during you know when you're getting it. Listen, if you have pubes and you're getting your a speculum put in, I'm assuming that <laughs> getting you can, your speculum. I'm assuming you can lose a pube or two in the process. But like there was a lot of them. And then there was a lot of just hair on the floor so in general. So what's with the fingernail then? Exactly. That sounds like a crime scene. I know. And there was also, it looked like blood on the floor. It was like sputum. I was like, yo, for real right now? <laughs> but like the one, I'll say this. So this is a new gynecologist. I've always had the same gynecologist my whole life. Including, he pulled me out of my mother's pussy. Like, that is a very he unique was, and special. He was the first man to ever see my puss puss. Oh. And he then continued to be the man to then, you know, excavate as an adult. And so when I changed over, obviously, like, I wanted another man doctor. I prefer a man because it's a very, 
I always just, you know, we all have our own, like, whatever. But I feel like it's it's an unbiased opinion to have a man inside of your pussy. You know what I mean? Like, it's... I, so I, right? they, don't, they don't have a vagina. They don't know what they're no. looking for unless they know, right? If you don't know, now you know. So, so yeah. So, I was very nervous about getting a new doctor. Why were you nervous? Oh, because of the previous Well, because I'm a, bond. I'm a sex worker. And, well, yeah, well, right. The other part of the previous bond is that I was obviously very open and honest. You know, he knew. Even though the the hospital was, like, a Catholic-run organization, like, overall. Um, and, like, they didn't, you know, do abortions on site or anything like that. Right. Like, I like I was so honest with the guy. He knew how many partners I had at all sure. times. He knew I had been fucking raped. He knew. And this was a Russian doll doctor who's like one right right <laughs> that's I a just... great way of putting it yeah <laughs> bloop, bloop, bloop. um exactly so like he's right my whole family goes from the whole nine and um uh-huh. he also knew like i you know i was bisexual i had a lot of partners never any judgment even like that's awesome that's when so he, rare from a family when he doctor. found out that i was pregnant and that i had to have an abortion mm-hmm. or not had to have i should say and that i wanted to have an abortion he immediately was like hey so heads up you're pregnant but you're obviously not probably going to keep it, but we can't do that here. So you know where to go and everything. He like made sure oh, that good. even though he doesn't offer that service, that's he awful. still wanted to make sure. And, and that up probably would have made that organization super uncomfortable to find that out. Right? Of course. Well, the other, like, well, the first guy that gave me the news wasn't my doctor. It was this, the guy was filling in for him. Mm-hmm. And he fucking came into me to give me the announcement as if it was like the, like the best day of my life. And he was like, well, the good news is you don't have chlamydia. I was like, okay. <laughs> And he was like, and the better news, I was like, better news than not chlamydia. I came here to make sure I didn't have chlamydia. I got, like, <laughs> like, what's well, this bonus? I, I got a call from a past partner saying, hey, I just tested positive uh, for chlamydia. Well, good that they called. Like, well, they also called to accuse me of giving it to them. So uh, I was like, well, asshole. I'm going to go right now and check that out to make sure you're wrong. And if not, then I, okay, my bad. But also, I'll call my phone tree, too. Yeah. And uh, my snatch tree. And so, and so, the the original director comes in, uh, the... The better news, you're pregnant. I was like, well, that's an interesting. I was like, cool. You know what I mean? Like framing. mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes, that was horrible. But anyway, so this doctor. Anyway, so he was like, how many partners do you have? Uh, Like, I was just like a ton, like a lot. And he was like, excuse me. Like he didn't really hear it. And I was like, no, I have a lot of partners. And I was like, I don't know what the number is. And he was just, (laughs) and he was just like, um. And I was like, I was, I was like, no, seriously, I, I wanted to come in here and find a doctor I could be honest with. I'm a sex worker. And he was just like, he immediately goes with no judgment or hesitation or any, like the only hesitation was because he couldn't hear what I said. Right. Like that right. was the only time he ever was like, excuse me. Like he never once, he literally just didn't hear me well. Cause I was mumbling, like, oh, wow. you know, like, and he go without any hesitation, he goes, okay, so how many partners do you think a day? No judgment in his voice. Just a day. I was like, oh, that was really sweet. No, I don't do it that much. I'm sorry. I'd say at most a couple a week, you know, like, and it was just like so sweet. I was like, I could hug you right now to hear Like, listen, I've had a fucking, a a nurse who was just checking me out for like, just a nurse who was just checking me out for like my lungs to make sure I don't have bronchitis go through like those general practitioner questions with me and judge me and be like, and do you use condoms with all those people? Yeah. yeah. So like to find somebody that's like truly like that's awesome. not judgmental, knows I'm by like the whole that's line. That's great news. He was super cool. I well the other part though I brought up, I was like, so the other part is that I also have sex with men who have sex with men. And I also have a lot of sex and yes, I use condoms, but 
I'm not going to tell you it's 100% protected 100% of the time. That's just ridiculous for me to lie well, to you. Well, that's not real life. It's not real life. It's not 100%. And <coughs> he, I was like, so I would say that I would like to do some kind of harm and or risk reduction of some sort. So sure. I, you know, I think I should be on some kind of like HIV prep, Travada. How did he respond to that? And he was like, oh, okay. He was like, well, but there is, you know, there is obviously a downside, like you could still give it to other people, even though you're not contract. And I was just like, okay. I was like, that's fine. But I do know the downsides of it. I also have a friend that's on it and I would still like to be put on it. And he kind of just didn't really address it after that. So, so he did a workup on all my other stuff sure. and he like sent away for like an ultrasound because I have been HIV everything, the oh, whole okay. nine like, and, a th- and a thyroid test because I've been bleeding for three months. Like he wanted to make yeah. sure that it like, I'm, he was like, okay? I'm going to do all the other stuff just in case you don't see a doctor soon. Like I'm going to take care of you. Yeah. But that's the one thing he didn't readdress is the prep. And I was like very kind of weird about that. What do you think? Like, do you think that because I'm just a fucking woman that that's not? Mm-hmm. But I told him I'm a fucking sex worker and I have sex with men, yeah. unprotected, and I have sex with men that have sex with men, which is the higher fucking risk group. So like, I don't understand, right? right. Like, I'm not saying. Am I saying anything incorrect? No. Men who have sex with men are in a higher risk group. Am I correct? Yeah, by CDC standards for sure. By CDC standards, that is the correct answer. Yeah. So if I am a woman that it does sex work regularly and also has sex with men who yeah. have sex with men yeah. should i not i wouldn't have be left. on prep <laughs> i mean so my understanding and obviously this is this is an interesting conversation to have because you know to a big degree this is a queer centered like queer male centered like campaign in some ways even though new york has tried to be really good about representation in their ads of women, heterosexual couples, homosexual couples, right. trans couples. Well, that's the whole what I was gonna yard. say. I was gonna say I thought I saw on the subway Truvada ads that had women on. It. Absolutely, it's not like HIV medication is only for men. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. It, of course, and it's not like only men are spreading HIV or Correct. contracting HIV. Correct. Like I think, just because there's a, a by the CDC standards, a group that's more at risk does not mean that there aren't groups of people that should still. Right that are still considered at risk too. Like that's So what mean. I would say that this is more of a product of, and we already know this to be true, is like the general still, even though New York is like a state that's definitely tried to have buy-in with their N-AIDS um, campaign, you know, which meant like all sorts of initiatives to pay for Truvada, give people access. I'm on a prep program myself. They pay for the medication and the doctor's visits. So if you live in New York City, and the state in general, it's a state program. Please look into it. So like, do you think it's just like the doctor didn't doesn't have a lot of like... I don't uh, think they're educated on it. I was going to say education, but I'll, maybe not that, but a, a lot of, um, you know, pra- like practice with that. Like maybe yeah. that's just not something that he gets well, that's, asked. That's what I was going to say. I, I, by women. I feel like there's not a lot of females coming in and asking. And that's unfortunate, especially given you did check off the boxes. Normally, even when they're doing... so. HIV screening itself, right? If you went in right. and answered so, there. So to be honest with you, I was going to bring up too, in the past, my gynecologist would be like, I would be like, hey, can we do another? Like, I would go in for my every six month or however often it was, um, yeah. checkups and stuff. And he would, yeah, that's what it was. It was every six months he'd look at my puss and then once a year do an HIV test. And so I asked if I could have it twice a year. I was like, I don't care if insurance doesn't cover it. Just let me know yeah, yeah, yeah. what I need to do. Otherwise I could do like AIDS project list or something like that. Right. And he literally was like, listen, Felicia, 
what you're doing right now with your suck, like with your like the way that you have sex right now, you're not in a, a group at risk. You're not right. at risk because right. I was with a partner. I wasn't having anal sex. I wasn't doing right. riskier sex. I wasn't having extremely rough right. sex. Like he went through all that with me. Yeah, and he was like, "It's really, really, really hard in your situation right now for you Correct. to." For me to justify giving you this test twice a year, but also for me to tell you that you're in a group that's probably going to contract HIV because you're not. Right. However, if I had, excuse me, told him. <laughs> uh, Felicia just shoved her fingers down her throat. <laughs> if I if I had told him, if I had told that same gynecologist, I think now, and especially if he was a New York doctor, right? right. If I had told him now especially with what I've when what I'm doing now, what my mm-hmm. life looks like now, he would absolutely put me on prep, especially mm-hmm. if I asked for it. It's one yep. thing it's one thing for them to suggest it. I can understand why it's still kind of weird to suggest it to a woman. Yep. But when a woman comes in and says, I have it. a friend I, that like he literally says, Oh, on your paper it says you have a partner and I was like, Well, he's my best friend. I consider him my life partner, but he's not my physical partner. And he was like, Oh, how many parts you know, like that was yeah, yeah, So yeah. I was like, That that partner is on HIV prep. Like that's why yeah, yeah, yeah. we're having this discussion. Yeah. And he was just like, Do you know what he did? He told me he asked me if I saw the Queen movie. <laughs> Like not oh, right after, but like after he had cleaned up from being in my cute. pussy. No, it was. It was like the like the sweetest little endearing kind of weird <laughs> transition. So look, my my just to quickly put like you know, it's like my impression is that outreach effort is supposed to be as soon as somebody comes in with curiosity about it, like the initiative is to do everything in your power to not let them leave without next steps for prep. You know, either like meeting with a social worker, meeting with like a clinic that actually has a prep program, whatever is required. And, you know, certainly in Queens, those are all over the place. And and listen, maybe his thought was like, well, first we have to test you and go through all this. Let's get this out of the way. Sure. And but the thing is, he didn't he didn't vocalize that. He didn't say those words. So even if this were like a okay, the next time you're here to get your IUD out conversation, he needs to say that to me. Like. You know what I would be curious... He basically was just like, use condoms, kid. You know what I would be curious about? Because they do need... They do need the HIV results to come back before they can put you on it. Well, right. That's what I was What I'd be curious is if the results come back, he may send you a message and say, do you you want to go on prep? And he may actually just write you a prescription for it. Maybe. I don't know. I don't think it's going to happen. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I'll get it. You will. You will. And I mean, it's honestly. Like, it was like the mission of getting my tubes tied. I'll figure it out. <laughs> if, there, if there's any, you know, healthcare providers listening, like, we, you know, we definitely need to talk about access for women in the same way we're talking. You know, like, I mean, we've done porns together. I sleep with men. Like, you know, yeah. this is like, you know, they need to take that kind of idea seriously. If it's about like cutting, going to zero transmissions in New York State, that means you're gonna have to get women on board because there is a transmission rate for women in New York of State. Course. It's not zero. Right, it isn't zero, exactly. So, um, you know, I, I mean- I, I didn't come in as a paranoid person saying, right. I'm really nervous because right. I am afraid of the HIV epidemic. You know, right. like I didn't say like, I simply was like, I need to be in, like, I need, like, I'm having risky behavior and I need to, 
have a risk reducement, right? You know, and there may be a per, like I mean, I I think I made some assumptions, you know, having worked in healthcare that like uh, OBGYNs would make perfect sense to be like you know negotiating and talking to patients about prep, but perhaps you know, that isn't the protocol, you know, at least for this hospital system, who knows, there is like... Well, you'd think he would say that. You would think he would say that. I, but just, it, it I may... just think he just wasn't interested in believing that I truly needed it. And that's okay, but I'm going to make sure he yeah. does. Or, I and, will send or, him my many vids link when actually, he texts me my, my <laughs> HIV results. Actually, I you know what I think would be actually, you know, if you're... And, up, you know, one of them says like, you know, Felicia takes a cream pie. So, you know, sir, excuse me, sir, right. these links show otherwise. I mean, all I would say is that if you're up for it, this could be a great opportunity. That's a busy clinic and he's an OBGYN in a busy clinic. It would be great to get into his like kind of ethical mind. The idea that he should be talking to women about prep when they're like getting their pussies checked out there. Well, I mean, I I can't imagine most women are honest. I mean, I, not most women. Most people are not honest when they go to the doctor about how many partners they've had, what kind of sex they have. Sure, that's fine. But like, he doesn't even need to ask that to say, you know, are you sexually active? Are you with one part? Like he can ask simple questions. Yeah, but sometimes people offer. say yes. It, do, it doesn't matter. You right. ask the questions right. to still offer it. Say, you know, I don't know if you've heard. There are also other like STI precautions now available. Like it may not be appropriate for you, but if you're interested, we can get you more information about it. Right. It's just an intervention opportunity. Right. Is what I see Why wouldn't you just? You don't have to throw it down. Don't you get throat. money as being the one that like writes the prescription, anyways? No. Oh. People do think that, but that that used oh. to happen in that is one of the reasons the laws around that change and why you can't give gifts to doctor's office anymore as uh, a drug company it was because the idea was you're buying that prescription interesting yeah well Fun fact. i don't know overall I, though it like, was a good experience overall okay pubes okay so like pubes on the floor nail on the floor and no dismissal prep. of no not even no prep right it could have, I could have had any concern and dismissal of any concern. Absolutely. Especially when I don't sound like a hypochondriac. Like I understand there are people that come in there and then you're like, okay. Yeah. Like, you know, some people, I understand. I have had friends that have lost their virginity and had like two partners and were like, I have HIV. Right. Like, sure. Yeah. Okay. <coughs> fine. That could be possible, but not everybody lives in the movie kids where right. the first person that you fuck gives you HIV. You correct. know what I mean? Correct. correct so correct. Oh like, my God. it's not like I that went movie. in there as like a hypochondriac or anything. Like I went in there with a very sound mind, very nonchalant, sure. very chill, but also... Yeah. Myself, I, you know, cracked a few jokes. I was silly, but I was also serious. Like, I was yeah. silly when I, you know, like, when he was inside of my pussy and there was, like, a lull in conversation. <laughs> I was like, how was the weather today? And he was just like, yeah, yep. Yeah, like, he he didn't even know how to respond to my jokes. <laughs> like, you know, it was kind of like, what the fuck? But, like, when we were talking, I was very open and honest. I was like, I have, you know, I have a lot of sex. And yeah. I'm having more, and I want to be protected. So he was good about that in general, it sounds like. He was, he was good. He was not judgmental. That's the That's number good. one thing that I care about. And I told him that I was like, I need a doctor with a sense of humor or at least someone who will laugh at my jokes. Right. Like my old guy now also was just very like to the point, yeah. but would laugh yeah. when I cracked the joke. You have to somewhat have a person. Right. Like I was like, so am I dying? He's like, well, I don't think so yet. You know, yeah, like, that's, you. that's what I want. Like I yeah. want a doctor who can like fuck with me back. Yeah. Like, cause guess what? You know what? There is a chance I have HIV, right? 
Let's be, let's, let's, let's have, you don't know your status. Listen, let's have the elephant in the room conversation. I don't know my status right now. And I've had unprotected sex in the last eight months. I have you been honest with your partners about not knowing your status. Yes. Well, no. Yes. Yes. Here's my thing. I, I've been honest to the point of what the point I'm trying to make right now is the very true, honest point I have told my partners I have had unprotected sex, but I've had unprotected sex with few people. Now I'm currently getting into more sex. So, right. you know what I mean? So I was realistic in my answer of, I don't know for sure. It's right. been, I, it's been X amount of months since I, I did know. A lot of partners. However, it right. hasn't been a lot. So I was, I was honest in that way, but I wasn't honest in how I'm going to be right now. Right. The fact of the matter is I could very easily have HIV. Any of my partners out there, sexual partners that are listening, please do not be scared. Okay. But let's be but clear. We need to be anybody, honest. Any, this is that anybody. Could be anybody who you doesn't know have unprotected sex or protected sex where there's a rough situation, there's ripping, there's bleeding, there's tearing, there's something happening yeah. where fluid fucking exchange occurs and it's the right type of fluid. You could also have eight. So condoms away. I don't give a fuck. At the end of the day, sex is sex. The only way to prevent HIV is to not have fucking sex. Right? 100% prevention is what I'm trying to say. So therefore, I could have it right now as we speak. If you don't know And the fact of the matter is I want a fucking doctor that I can have these tough conversations with that can handle that I might crack a fucking joke. Because guess what? It's okay to be honest with yourself and realize that there are things you might have to face in life and you might have to, you know, Absolutely. conquer and, and overcome. And HIV is definitely one. That's why we want to fucking try to do risk reduction and stuff right. because I don't want to get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's so, why people need to have these honest conversations. I digress. I'm not trying to scare anybody, but this conversation needs to happen with people because people don't realize like, okay, oh, I just had sex with a few girls. Yeah, they don't, they're not having sex with other people. Okay, but like that doesn't mean you don't know your status. Like you or that doesn't mean you know your status. Well, and my right? biggest problem with that statement is then these fuckers go and be like, I got something from somebody and it's all about shaming them and taking no like personal responsibility for their own sexuality. Well that's health. the other thing. Listen, you show up with the dick, you better show up with a motherfucking condom. Right, exactly. It's not like you go to what? somebody's house. I show I- up and I'm not talking, I'm talking about in a strictly heterosexual fucking situation because that's mm. all I can fucking speak upon in this current situation, right? Like a lesbian situation is different and I can talk about dental dams and, and things like that, but we know that HIV spreading between the lesbian community is very low. However, obviously I'm a woman that has sex with men, so I have to be careful when I'm having sex with women. I get that, but let's not talk about that. Let's talk about strictly heterosexual men. If you show up to slam a pussy and you motherfucker don't have an unexpired condom. Not kept in your fucking wallet. Not kept in your wallet getting squished with the air coming out and the fucking holes Melting and the Melting together. And the, no, a fresh fucking condom you just bought at the goddamn bodega five minutes ago. If you don't have, that doesn't have dust on it from 1992. <laughs> if you do not show up with a fucking condom, guess who doesn't have to, who doesn't get to have sex tonight? Your fucking ass. Fuck you. Amen. You have the... T- Listen, we got to put the tampons in. We got to put the birth control up there or in there or fucking through our blood. We we implant a stick under our skin oh, once every three years. 
We implant a fucking little piece of fucking thing with a fishing line on the end of it into our uterine lining, where it then creates a fucking force field around it to keep it there for five fucking years so that you motherfuckers could squirt your fucking semen inside of us at willy fucking nilly. You better bring the motherfucking condoms. Okay, how fucking broke you are. If you're too broke to have sex, you should be having sex. Oh! The fucking end. If you're too broke to pay for a girl's morning after pill, you don't fucking fuck her. If you're too broke to pay for an abortion, you don't fucking fuck a chick unprotected. I'm sorry. You don't do it. I'm done. It's my rant for the day. Are we done with this podcast now? Um, or do we have anything else I have to say? Oh, okay. Yeah, what's up? So, <laughs> ironically, not ironic, coincidentally, whatever. Um, one of those two. I was thinking, remembering... Um, kind of like the early days of these conversations like where you started like your birthday falls on world aids day right yeah and like so this the idea not the idea of the conversation about hiv has been like something you've had a conversation about as long as i've remembered right like i've known you absolutely and um you know like it's it's I think these things are so important. I was thinking in terms of that and then this, you know, whole thing with the gyno today, remembering like, it's corny and it dates me, but the Reality Bites movie with the episode where like, they go to the clinic with a friend for like the first HIV test because there's like a scare around it. And I'm like, you know, and I'm like, oh, that's how we should be propping each other. And I had real hopes that like with that movie in like the 90s people would be having more honest conversations about hiv and stuff and i like doesn't seem to be the case right mm. but like you know there's a very real reality that many of us grew up with this like whole idea that sex could equal death right and that is like a really like that's a big thing for a whole populace right like i experience. learned in second grade what aids was right and I learned that if somebody's blood gets on you, you're going to get it. Yeah. Like, that's what I knew of it. Oof. It's like, and like now, yes, with PrEP and U equals U, which for those of you who don't know, means like if, you know, undetectable means untransmittable. And that means if you're taking your positive and you're taking your medications um, as you should and have no viral load, you can't transmit HIV. Which they talked about on Empire. Oh, which they... Oh, yeah, they did, actually. I remember that episode. Um, Unfortunately, Jussie is not exactly, you know... Uh, we'll leave that hanging somewhere in the air. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I'm just saying it's, it's a controversial <laughs> thing, but that episode was really great. Shonda, was, Shonda knows how to do it. That was a great, great, you know, for that. And, and you know, we can't... We can't deny that something has changed in the culture in terms of, like, how we need to start talking about sex again because new things have happened, new developments have happened. And, and these things are powerful, especially for the queer community, but also for, for the heterosexual community. You know, like to me, my heterosexual friends, it always sounds like, I know the like risk goes down with each of these groups, but it always sounded like Russian roulette to me where it's like, oh, since I'm not really a high risk category, like fuck it, you know, it probably won't happen. You know, which to me, doesn't like I don't have the benefit of having that kind of sex where I don't have to worry well, the problem as is, much. The problem is that we are we were ingrained first in the heterosexual community. I don't want to say we because I wasn't a part of it, but as a half member of it, you know, as a person who sees that side of it, 
in right. a closer way. Yeah. The first order of business is don't get the bitch prego, right? Right. And that was always the number one concern. And so then when it's it's like, oh, well, birth control is a thing now. Right. It, it there's a right and even even still it doesn't oh there's a plan b pill well guess what there isn't there isn't a plan b pill for when you contract something right you can't go the next day and get an anti like herpes pill like Correct. it's not something you there's can erase of, the next day exactly you can erase the pregnancy you can right. erase it the next day you can also erase it up to fucking you can't three erase months after. hpv you can't erase um you know all sorts of things exactly which so, isn't to be scary but it's to be educated like it's definitely a conversation that not enough heterosexual people have because, on you know, they don't know enough people that talk about being afflicted with X, Y, Z or whatever it is. And at the end of the day, it's I, I think a lot of people are also just not simply getting tested to avoid right. knowing. It's like out of sight, out of mind. It's like, well, right. it's not out of sight, out of mind when your next partner gets tested and calls right. you up and tells you that you gave her herpes. Or right. or and so this conversation has been coming up a lot. And in order for us to all have those conversations as like people are having sex with each other, we again need to talk like about that shame, which is the real elephant in the room. We need to learn how to be able to hold the space for somebody to tell us they may have given us something. Absolutely. In a non-judgmental and like ready to hear it with the idea of community safety, Listen, with the idea of sexual people, safety. It doesn't matter if the person showed you their, their te- like if I showed you tomorrow that I just got tested yesterday yep. and I was clean, guess what? There's an incubation period for, for all STDs. For, yeah, absolutely. Or more, or most, I'm sorry, yeah. most STIs, I keep saying STDs. Most STIs have an incubation period. So if I had sex this weekend and caught something, even if I got tested Wednesday, it might not show up. So yeah. at the end of the day, even if somebody showed you their fucking paperwork, oh, there's no guarantee right. in anything. If you choose to have unprotected sex, that's your choice. Right. That is not on the other person. I don't even care if they lied to you. Right. If they, okay, sure. Yes. Obviously it's extremely fucked up if somebody lies to you, but that's the point. If you don't trust somebody enough to even know if they're lying or not, then you probably shouldn't trust them enough with your physical body right. and not use a condom. Right. And I, you know, just, just, you know, because I think. You know, we talk about a lot of these things and because we talk about them in a nonchalant way, we don't, you know, we forget that we're not ashamed and like, but like to remind people, we understand that that's also an obstacle to some of these conversations. I know it's like, oh, we're like, just do it. It's fine. But I get it. Like, like we're brought up to be shamed around sex and like, you know, we just have to have the conversation together. And that is part of like being nonchalant about it. It's like, if I can say the word pussy, butt fuck, fucking HIV, period, all this stuff well, out loud. Also, the other thing is being educated. If you understand that herpes is not going to go away, but right. gonorrhea is, right. you know, I'm not saying that there's a, there should be more of shame around one versus the other. I'm right. just simply saying if you have education, when you do, you know, come, if you do come in contact with something or if you do get you know, contract something or whatever it is, your level of shit hitting the fan is going to be a lot less if you are educated, right? Right. If you get a bump on your fucking dick right. and you don't know what the fuck it's from and you're freaking the fuck out and you don't realize that that's just an ingrown hair and you start right. accusing the last girl of giving you herpes right. because you're uneducated about what it looks like. Don't, first of all, don't do your own WebMD shit. Sure. Obviously, but you can also get actual books and literature yeah, on this absolutely. stuff, like actual stuff from actual legit sources. Right. 
You can also pick this stuff up at your local Planned Parenthood. You yeah. call them up and actually ask them, what are the, hey, um, what are the signs I have gonorrhea? Right. Right. What, what's that versus chlamydia? I'm right. not sure. I might, I actually think that I might have either a yeast infection or bacterial vaginosis. Right. What does that look like? Those aren't even STIs, but those are things that obviously afflict our fucking bodies. And sometimes they mask themselves as what could be an STI. Right. So instead of shitting your fucking brains out about something that might just be cleared up with a fucking clindamycin, you know what I mean? Like you knowing this information is helpful. Like I know right now if they came back with, oh, you don't have HIV, but you have chlamydia. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And my prescription is is now ordered at Rite Aid and I can pick it up tomorrow and it'll be gone in a week. Okay. Exactly. And I have to call, phone a friend to my last however many partners, figure that out. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Okay. It's not yeah. what where where is the shame? Right. There is no shame. And even still, you do have HIV. Where is the shame? Anybody can get any one of these things. Yeah. There is nobody that is exempt from the rules. Right. Doesn't matter how much privilege, how much knowledge, how much education, but the education you do have can help you with the aftermath if you do get something. Yeah. So if you have something or you think you have something, it's a lot easier to cope with it if you understand what that means to you and right. what it means for your future. Right. If you understand that herpes means that you now have to watch out for outbreaks, right? You might be able to be put on a medication that controls those outbreaks. If you understand that, you know, there's a certain discharge that comes with gonorrhea that doesn't come with chlamydia. If you understand that bacterial vaginosis is simply a pH imbalance inside of your body that's bacteria caused and not an actual sexually transmitted disease and or infection. And you understand that it didn't necessarily come from somebody's penis. Things like that are really helpful to know. Absolutely. And the more you know about those things, the easier it is to digest whatever information comes your way and also to navigate sex healthy with other people. Right. And to go with that, my two final points are that they're, they're, this conversation I know people hate is like, oh, STD is so unsexy. But here's here's my point. Like, my two final things around it is fear and shame go hand in hand. What we don't know, we get afraid of, and therefore we don't share and we don't talk about. That's shame, right? So right. Um, with, with this, like, one of the reasons we don't use the term STD anymore is because of the implication that you get a sexually transmitted whatever and we call it a disease and that's like a lifelong debilitating thing that's not what stis are so now we say very few very few of them are diseases and so now we say sexually transmitted illness and this makes more sense and here's why i made this point to people all the time you get a cold i'm sorry i get really pissed off when people are sick and they come hang out with me and they have a cold because like colds fucking suck i would rather get I fucking swear I stick by this. I'd rather get chlamydia any day over a fucking cold because you know what? They're too bacterial-based or viral. Okay, colds are viral, whatever. They're two illnesses that make you feel ill and cause symptoms. One, that as soon as you feel it, you may have discomfort for like five, seven hours if you go to the doctor right away. Mm -hmm. And then after your first dose of antibiotics, you never have a symptom for like the next seven days of your antibiotic. Colds, nothing to take. You mask the symptoms, you're tired, you're fucked up for the whole week, maybe 10 days, maybe 12 days. All I'm saying is, why didn't we create this hierarchy? These are both illnesses that other human beings are giving because that's what human beings and animals do. They, they, have contagions that live on our bodies that live in the environment and we give them to each other 
fuck you. There's no judgment over chlamydia versus a cold. At least with chlamydia, you most likely don't know you have it. With a cold motherfucker, you come over to my house, you're giving it to me on purpose. <laughs> However, I will say, not to detract from what you said, no. but I don't want to also detract from the severity of having a sexually transmitted illness and not telling a partner Absolutely. and spreading it only because Absolutely. you are risking a woman's fertility at that right. point. Absolutely. And, and, and I know that there are long-term effects on certain STIs for men as well, but let's sure. look at the numbers and the numbers say you're very much more likely as a woman to have a long-term effect of something like endometriosis or something like that. If you have untreated HPV chlamydia. Now, if we yeah. go by the treated rule of if you get you catch the cold versus you catch the chlamydia, you treat it. Fine, yeah. you're valid. No, no, no. My 100%. only, my, I mean, my only point with that was no, about I, shame. No, we I need d- to get to a point 100%. where like you we feel should the be same way talk- about telling exactly. somebody you have a cold exactly. as you have chlamydia. Exactly, exactly. And you also need, but you also need to understand that one right. is important. Ab- <laughs> you ab- know, ab- like, absolutely. Like HPV causes many strains of cancer, cancer women exactly. and men. Right. Um, so like that is kind of an important thing to mention you have and you know, uh, you know, any of these kind of things that we can contract from the fucking environment and like, remember, we live on this planet with tons of other billions and billions of little tiny beings we can't fucking see and they, Mm -hmm. some of them hurt the fuck out of us and some of us are there to help us. So, you know. It's a crapshoot, is all I'm saying. Like, you can't have shame around a fucking crapshoot. Right, exactly. You know, you can do harm reduction, have sex with partners you know and trust. That is still a good thing, you know? Like, I'm not saying hooking up is a bad thing. I'm just saying in the terms of harm reduction, these are things you can do, you know? Absolutely. Anyway, anything else you want? I just want to say thank you for sharing. I know, like, I know it's easy for you, but I'm sure some people are like, like, it's not she shared her it's, gyno visit. It's not, well, the, the first part was easy. The second yeah. part about, let's be honest, I could have HIV. There are a lot of people that listen to this podcast that might sh- might come back and shame me. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I have some, some sexual partners or past partners that aren't necessarily very close with me that might not handle that information okay. And that's okay. You know what I mean? That's, like uh, That's truth. That's but life. I just want people to understand it's not easy. It's not as easy for me as people think as Fair. well. Right. Like it. Sure. It it seems like it's easy, but, it, you know, walking into the office today was just as nerve wracking for me as it was in telling a, a man that I'm a sex worker, that before Absolutely. he enters my pussy with his two fingers Absolutely. and rubs my tits, you know, like that's a weird thing. It yeah, is. And truth. so I just want people to understand, like, I go through the motions of being uncomfortable, too, but I yeah. find ways to make myself comfortable. And number one thing is education. And the number two thing is owning that I am who I am. And if I have made any mistakes as far as, you know, with uh, trusting my body with somebody or something like that, there's only one thing I can do now, which is to look at the future and figure out how to fix it, move on, and not make that mistake again. And that's all. That's awesome. But I hope, you know, if anybody has anything, any questions about STIs, HIV, reaching out, getting tested, anything where you just don't, you're, you're having a weird moment. Like I have one friend that he's a little younger, he'll call me and be like, I think I have herpes. I'm like, no, you don't, honey. Show me, a, show me a photo. Like, I don't care. Yeah. You can show me. Like, my friend had me sniff her pussy the other day to see if she had like BV. I was like, no, baby girl, that's just yeah. you know, that's your day after your period, usually yeah. like schmeggy day. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, just keep in mind, like, we're... So I'm very open, and I will help you, and I will make sure that you feel very comfortable with whatever topic, if you have one of these that you... Because I I don't always say, like, hit me up for all these questions, because I don't always... Well, I would just say with that, remember, we're not, like, trained professionals in any of these topics, but we have a lot of networks and access to individuals who are... And oh, right. I'll never frame like, like, I know this, yeah, I know yeah. that. I believe this information based off of what I have done. I wasn't saying that's a liability myself. check you. I was just saying, like, even with what we know, we know more via the people that we know. So keep in mind, if you don't know who to ask. Well, like, not even ask, ask. Even if you just have to talk to somebody about something, right? Like, Absolutely. hey, I have a thing wrong with my genitals. Yep. Or I think. Or, and I don't want to say wrong. It doesn't have to be wrong, right? It's just a new version. Right. And that new version might have to be combated with medicine or it might have to be just watched over, whatever. Right, right. You have to remember, like, we mutate ourselves and these, like, illnesses and, and diseases and whatever it is, these things mutate themselves and they travel with us for life sometimes and we have to figure out ways to work with them. So well, it's... And I do understand that uh, healthcare is a, a privilege in our current system in the U.S., so... Sometimes you need somebody to talk to because you know you can't afford to seek medical advice. And, like, we're not medical people, but, like, we certainly know what that looks like. So, um, you know, if you're freaking out about something and need to be talked down or need to know if this is the time where you need to, like, muster up and go into debt for this healthcare bill, like, you know, feel free to reach out to Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, guys, for listening. Um, Once again, you can follow us everywhere, and we love you. Bye, guys. Use condoms. <laughs>